0: You're listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, episode 26. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, where having kids only adds to the adventure. Get outdoors, see the world, live a full life. Go Adventure Mom, for families who refuse to be indoorsy people. Now, let's go adventure with Kathy Dalton. Hi guys, welcome to today's show. Really excited to introduce you to Melissa, and she's going to be talking about backpacking with kids. Now, this is something new to me, and I hope to learn from Melissa and and the tips and advice that she has, because I I know there's all these great places to go backpacking in Utah, and would really love to take our kids. As always, you can find the show notes on our site, GoAdventureMom.com forward slash podcast. So any information she shares here, you can find that in the show notes and the links to everything we talk about will be there. So no stress, no worries. If you're driving or you're at work or you're in a place that you can't check that out, just remember go adventure mom forward slash podcast. So before we dive in to the topic of backpacking with kids, I would love to know your favorite spot to go adventure.
1: Sure. I'm always happy on the trail. I love spending time along the PCT in Oregon, backpacking and hiking with my kids. But one of my favorite places to explore especially via kayak is the San Juan Islands off the coast of Washington. It's just a gorgeous place and it's so peaceful and that's kind of our happy place for our family.
0: So tell me about that. Like do you do you camp there or or can you like take a kayak and Um, go to the islands and and
1: There are camping facilities on some of the different islands. There's a handful of islands that you can explore. We found some really, really rustic little cabins that we rent out every year. You know, it has running water and a kitchen, but no television or heat. You kind of heat it by fire, and it's right on the beach. So we just basically barbecue and play in the sand and kayak all day long, and it's really just a fun place there's like sea otters swimming and sea lions out when you're kayaking it's pretty amazing if you ever get the opportunity wow yeah it's really neat
0: my brother-in-law actually grew up in seattle and i don't know if it's specifically the san juan islands but i know he's gone and done some kayaking up there and it, it sounds
1: incredible yeah i would definitely definitely take a trip and visit him sometime if you can it's it's really incredible it's kind of untouched yet in america which is lovely I love that.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, I'm a mom of two. I have a seven-year-old son and a nine-year-old daughter. I'm a classically trained chef and I own a company called Backpackers Bistro, which makes healthy and delicious dehydrated meals for the trail. Just add boiling water to the package and you're ready to go. And when I'm not in the kitchen cooking, I spend the majority of my time out hiking if I can. I joined the 365 mile challenge this year which I'm pretty excited about Woohoo! Yay! yeah so I'm, I'm feeling good about it it's it's been a really fun process and the community is incredible so that's pretty much how I spend my time
0: that's that's fantastic and I'm so happy that you're a part of the 365 mile challenge that you're a participant but that you're also a sponsor for it so thank you for being a part of that yeah it's my pleasure so we're going to talk a little bit about like, how you got started backpacking, and then we'll talk about backpacking with kids. But before we kind of jump into that, and maybe this kind of goes with, with how you got into backpacking, but I would love to also have you share how you started your business, because I think that's always awesome to learn how other moms are getting involved in the outdoor industry, but also living their dreams and making those things
1: happen. Yeah, fantastic. I like I said, I went to culinary school when my kids were brand new. And I have backpacked for years and never really thought too much about the food options because it's what was available and you just ate it and kinda pushed through it and it you know, it never tasted good, but you had to because you were hungry. And once we started backpacking with our kids, we found that once you got out on the trail, not only was the food more horrible than I remembered it being. But kids don't eat if they don't like something. You know, they're not like grownups where you can force it down because you know you need to consume some calories. Kids are kind of just, they're just not going to do it. And a hungry kid really pretty much turns into that Snickers commercial. So we just started making food for our family, and it went over really well, and it was fun, and it, it used my skills, and it's something that I can do around my family life. So that's kind of how Backpackers Bistro was started. We've been in business for two years and it's going pretty well. People seem to be really enjoying real nutritious food on the trail. We use like as much local vegetable products as we can. We use grass-fed beef. All the food has fresh vegetables and homemade vegetable stocks in them. Just trying to basically eat on the trail like I want to eat at home. I love that. Yeah, it doesn't seem right to go into these like gorgeous spaces, put all this stress on your body getting there, and then reward it with simple carbs and a lot of salt. It just didn't make sense to me.
0: I love that. I love that this is a newer company too, and that you've been able to combine your passion for backpacking and your culinary background to create something new and that you saw a, a need in the space. And, and I think that just a lot of people can res- it resonates with them. and, and I, think, I think that's really great. So how did you get started backpacking? Is that something you, you did growing up as a kid?
1: No, I mean, we always spent a lot of time in the woods, but it was more of day hikes when I was little and a little bit of camping. But once I met my husband in my 20s, he was a backpacker and he introduced it to me. And straight away, it was just such an incredible experience. You can get so much further into places than you would on a day hike and, you know, wildlife and things like that. So we kind of just started doing it. I grew up in Minnesota. So in northern Minnesota we did a, a lot of backpacking. My very first backpacking trip we ran into like a black bear and her two cubs. Just experiences you wouldn't necessarily have day hiking. And so, you know, we went through the year. My kids are pretty close together and so we went through a years where there was just way too many diapers to be able to go backpacking. But once my kids were out of diapers and we settled into Portland, we introduced them to backpacking kind of Not exactly sure how it would go, if they would like it or not, but they loved it. They, you know, they like the fact that there seems to be unlimited treats on the trail and, you know, you get to help set up tents and sleep under the stars. And so they just kind of fell in love with it from the start.
0: And how old were they when you went on your first backpacking trip? Obviously potty trained.
1: Yes. My son was five and my daughter was six. So, and... You know, they've always carried a little bit of their own gear. We're, we're definitely increasing it as they get older. But they they fell in love with it from the start. It was pretty pretty awesome.
0: And and tell me, like, I don't know, like, how, how far are you backpacking with them? Are you going to spots that are a little bit closer? Like, how many miles does that look like to begin with, just to start? Sure.
1: When we first started, we kind of kept our daily limit to about five miles a day. We had lived overseas and did tons of hiking, and we didn't have a car, so we had to walk everywhere. So they definitely had built up their hiking legs prior to starting to backpack. But carrying gear on your back is is a whole new story. So we kept it around five miles the first year that we backpacked with them. And I think last summer, we up to about nine miles a day, as long as the... The terrain was somewhat flat. If you know, if there was a lot of elevation changes, then we reduced the daily miles. But they're troopers. They they can do so much more than we give them credit for. Like they can go. It's pretty impressive.
0: And I love that having kids hasn't held you back or you haven't you know, had that barrier of, oh well, I have kids, so I can't go backpacking. Cause I think it you know, it, it gets overwhelming when there's all the gear and stuff and, and not always knowing how to take that first step. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit more about like, what are just some really basic things as far as like gear is concerned and kind of how do you how do you plan that trip and, and what does that look like for your family?
1: Sure, but we don't really carry too much extra gear due to the children. They each carry like a little notebook and some coloring stuff to play with in the tent if they need some downtime. I like to have them kind of journal, like, what we what we saw that day so they remember later. But basically, like, our one big thing that we have is a four-person backpacking tent, which is kind of hard to come by, but we all like to sleep together in the same tent. It just makes us feel better. Other than that, like, the planning process, I spend a lot of time figuring out the trails. I read a lot of trip reports just to make sure that we're not going to encounter massive amounts of snow or things we're just not prepared for. I'm a little bit more cautious than I would have been if I was just planning for my husband and I, but gear is pretty low key.
0: And you're not carrying like, like one thing that I really liked that you shared in the notes is that it's, you're not going out and buying a whole bunch of like specialty gear just for the kids. You're using what you have.
1: Yes. So, I mean, we, you know, had to increase our number of sleeping bags and things like that, that we have. But otherwise we've tried to keep them in adult sized sleeping bags and sleeping pads so that they'll be able to use them for a longer period of time. We did find small packs. I would highly recommend that. I think they each carry like an 18 liter backpack because we do have them carry a little bit of gear. My son carries a sleeping bag, I think. And my daughter has just upgraded to carrying the day's worth of food so that when we do have lunch on the trail, we only have to open her, her pack, which is so much easier than having to rifle through everybody's. So I think the only special things that we have are basically their packs, just the smaller ones.
0: So you've got their packs, sleeping bag, sleeping pad, and then you've got a four person tent as well as your yep. food. Yeah.
1: And that's basically it. We do, we pack a lot more snacks than we would normally if it were just us, because you just can never go wrong with that. And always seems to come in handy. Water filtration system. And we use a jet boil just because it's super easy. So that's pretty much our, our gear. Obviously, you know, your basic first aid kit and, and things like that, but but basically just the, the tent and food and sleeping pads and bags and you're ready to go.
0: So give us ideas on snacks. What kind of snacks are you packing? I'm not picturing like fruit snacks.
1: <laughs> Actually, they're not the worst thing in the world. At home I'm kind of particular about sugar. I kind of keep it on the keep it low, but on the trail, like they need those little boosts every once in a while. I try to find healthier options or at least slow deliveries of of sugar to them. So honey sticks work really well, although a little messy when they're done because they're kind of sticky. Lollipops, Jolly Ranchers, we pack gorps. So I let, before we leave, the kids each make their own. We kind of have just a, an assortment of nuts and raisins and dried fruit and M&Ms and things like that. So they each make their own before we leave. So they always have that on them. But that's that's pretty much our go-to. Beef turkey, Like you can't really go wrong with that. Those are their go-to snacks.
0: Now, we all know that kids aren't always the perfect eaters. So when we return, Melissa is going to share some advice on how to pick those foods that your kids will eat when you are backpacking in the woods. After your backpacking trip, be sure to sleep on a nice mattress. I tell you, we love our Casper Mattress. And if you go to casper.com forward slash friends and then forward slash go Adventure Mom, you can get a discount for a Casper mattress. And this is something that we have been sleeping on for the last year or so and absolutely love it. I love coming home and being in my bed and sleeping on my mattress. Check it out. Casper.com forward slash friends forward slash goadventuremom. We are back on the Go Adventure Mom podcast, and our guest today, Melissa, is going to share some tips on how to get those picky eaters to eat when you're backpacking.
1: Going back to the whole kids don't eat if they don't like it, I was, when we first started backpacking, assumed that they would just be so hungry that they would just eat whatever was in front of them. And it took us a little while to realize that if a kid won't, eat something at home, they're not going to eat it on the trail. So like make sure that you're packing foods that they are happy to eat at home and always, always bring dessert. Like that is a, a necessity for our family. Pudding, pudding works really well on the trail. If you add the the milk powder and the pudding mix to a Ziploc baggie and just add water when you're ready to eat it. S'mores, obviously, if you're allowed to have a fire, depending on the, the burn bands at that time. Trying to think of some other snacks. The astronaut ice cream is a huge hit for my kids. Super lightweight, easy to pack. So, definitely, definitely dessert at the end.
0: I love that. I love the astronaut ice cream, especially because that's not something like we normally have, but that's no. a good little treat.
1: It's super special.
0: They can do. So, give us a little bit more information on the actual like food because yeah, I'm guessing you're bringing the foods that you've made as part of Backpacker Bistro. Like how do you prepare those and or or even to back up, like where do you even buy them if you're not the founder of the company?
1: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So we have, we are selling on our website, um, backpackersbistro.com. And we also just got into our first brick and mortar here in downtown Portland a couple of weeks ago, so we're pretty excited about that. It's called Made Here, PDX. And it's a store that sells things that are only made by people in Portland, so it's kind of kind of a fun little souvenir place. Um, The meals are all, I make all of the meals. I make the stocks that go into them and then they're all dehydrated and packaged, ready to just add boiling water straight to the package. I am not a fan of doing dishes ever and I really don't like doing them on the trail. So I want to just be able to eat out of the package. So just boiling water goes into the bag, give it a little stir and it's ready in about 20 minutes.
0: And are you eating it with like a spork or like what do you guys bring
1: with? Yeah, we just do spoons because they kind of seem to work for everything. Like long-handled, the little titanium spoons work really well. Yeah, we just we do a double-serving package and a single-serving package. We prefer the single-serving because I just feel like everybody can eat at the same time and there's variety. I have one picky kid who will only eat like three of our meals, whereas my daughter will eat anything. So it allows options and and a little bit of sharing and it's almost like having side dishes. so. So, So tell us what some of those meals are. Sure, we have six different meals. Three of them are vegan friendly. We have a wild rice and mushroom pilaf, a risotto primavera filled with lots of fresh vegetables and Mexican rice and beans, which is a little bit spicy. My kids aren't super fond of that one. It's a little too hot for them. Those are the vegan options. And then we have... Meat lover's beans, which is basically like the baked beans your grandma made growing up. And a sweet potato hash, which has fresh sausage and roasted caramelized onions in it, which is my all-time favorite. I was
0: going to say, I'm under your sight looking. I'm like, oh, I think
1: I need to try that one. <laughs> <laughs> and a spaghetti bolognese. And all the pasta that goes into that dish is hand-cranked pasta using, you know, whole wheat flour. And it's nice and healthy and hearty.
0: So in the past, like the backpacking food that I've seen, I mean, I think the joke was like, they kind of look like dog food and they don't, they aren't very appetizing, but because you're using a lot of fresh vegetables and its it's got some nice color and texture and they look very appetizing and something that you'd enjoy eating. <laughs> Thank you. So w- we've kind of talked about the gear, kind of how to prepare for a backpacking trip. And then we've kind of talked a little bit more about like how to eat on the trail, but can we talk a little bit about like the whole leave no trace and how important it is to take those things with us when we're done? Yes.
1: Yes, definitely. That is something that is very near and dear to my heart. Something I've been really pushing on my children to grow up with. So they never really Ever question the thought of leaving something on the trail? Yes. So unfortunately, my patching is not recyclable or burnable because it has plastic in it. But it does make a nice little pouch for all of the garbage that you might find on the trail while you're out hiking. We personally always have either like an empty plastic bag from the grocery store or even a roll of dog bags to pick up the, the litter that we're finding left behind. My daughter especially will spend days kind of exploring the Oregon coast and my kids are continuously handing me handfuls of stuff that they've found, which on one hand is awesome and on the other hand is like, oh, gross. But it's a plastic and wrappers. I'm really amazed at the things that I find left behind on the trail. And I think it's really important for all of us that are spending time in the outdoors to teach our kids that, you know, not to leave those things behind, but also to pick up after other people because... I feel like if there's one thing on the ground, people would be more inclined to throw something else on the ground because there's already something there. And one of the other big things that I notice on the trail a lot is people disposing of like peelings of fruits and you know orange peels and banana peels and things like that. I get that they decompose, but it takes so long that it just that stuff all needs to get packed out.
0: Well, and and along with that, birds and squirrels and wildlife, that is not part of their food right like that that's that's not food that they would normally be eating and it it actually is really harmful to their digestive systems and introducing these foods and other you know germs and things that go along with that so yeah even though it's even though it can be it is compostable (laughs) leaving it out in the wilderness is not the solution
1: it's not and it's not pretty (laughs) A dry banana peel on the side of the trail is it's not a pretty thing to walk upon
0: no not at all well thank you Melissa thank you for sharing uh, your story and how you are creating great things in the outdoor space and helping to support and encourage other families to get outdoors
1: thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it thank you
0: guys so much for joining us and thank you to Melissa for all of the awesome knowledge that she has shared with us really excited to go backpacking with our family as always, you can find the show notes at GoAdventureMom forward slash podcast. We love you and appreciate that you are a part of this community and this tribe. And would love for you to share this episode with anyone that you think would be a really good fit. So, if you get a chance, share it with a friend or tell a friend about it, and we would really appreciate that. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. For more family adventure, visit GoAdventureMom.com. Plus, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.